0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Meet Houston Missions podcast. I'm your host, Paul Cannon, managing partner at Simmons and Fletcher PC. Uh, This podcast is about connecting people uh, who have a heart to volunteer with local missions and local opportunities who need volunteers. And uh, it's just a great resource for pastors, uh, missions coordinators and people involved in school organizations that have people who need to get out there and get uh, their volunteer hours in or people who just want to get out there and get some volunteer time in. Uh, is a great resource to come learn about these different uh, missions that we have in the Houston area and the opportunities we have. Today, we have a special guest, uh, Regina Alexander, who is the Packathon Coordinator of Feed the Hunger. I'm very excited to hear from her and learn about Feed the Hunger. Uh, Regina, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Happy to be here.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. So without further ado, tell us about Feed the Hunger.
1: Absolutely. So again, thank you so much for uh, connecting with Feed the Hunger. My name is Regina Alexander. I'm the Packathon coordinator in the Texas um, region of the United States. But Feed the Hunger is a nonprofit Christian organization that is based out of North Carolina. And we really, really um, focus on um, meeting the spiritual needs by distributing Bibles locally, nationally, and internationally, as well as meeting the physical needs by packing nutritious meals, where we have packathons all over the country. And then we now create packs to meet the educational need as well. And so we have quite a few opportunities for families to come together for a two hour event. We say, All are welcome, all ages. To come and pack either meals or hygiene kits, and we say it's the most fun that you'll ever have in the in a hairnet. And so, what <laughs> we do, is we I know, right? Um, when we pack the food meals, we put four ingredients in a bag, and they're dehydrated. Uh, Vita, veggies, beans, and rice, all families, all walks of life, all all denominations, um, churches, organizations, civic organizations come together at a local um, space. And over that two-hour event, we pack at a minimum 10,000 meals and upwards to 500,000 meals over a span of several days. So it depends on whatever the organization or church Um, requests as far as how many meals they want to pack, but we create that opportunity um, based on the need.
0: Okay. So tell us a little bit about, um, the different locations that you guys have, I heard you mention North Carolina. I know I heard you mention a warehouse here in Texas. Tell us about the different locations you guys have and what goes on at these locations.
1: So, what happens is like we're based out of North Carolina; that's where we're headquartered. But I was hired as the packathon coordinator in 2016 so that we could expand our footprint beyond the East Coast. So, if we have a church or organization reach out to us and wants us to come to wherever they're located and spearhead a packathon. We go to them. Here recently, we have been um, able to open up a warehouse in the Fort Worth area, Dallas area, and that has allowed us to not only expand packathons uh, in Texas and further west. But it has allowed us to have a warehouse so that it minimizes the shipping costs for us to expand further west. So instead of sending our ingredients from North Carolina, we're able to um, get everything that we need to pack what we need uh, regionally from Dallas. And so we don't have a permanent location here in Houston or West Houston or the Katy area. What we generally do is when we have a church organization come, they let us know how many meals they want to pack. And we arrange with either um, a church, a local church, or if they have space based on square footage that they can um Pack the meals, we utilize their space. So, for instance, we have a packathon coming up on nine twenty two for the entire community, and that will be hosted at Redeemer. So we'll pack about fifty thousand meals. We'll have, Um, upwards to 100 volunteers that'll come and assist us with packing those meals in a two-hour shift. So we go wherever um, churches or organizations um, are willing to go. And if they have the space to pack at their local church or their business or corporation, then we go to them. If not, we partner with churches that'll allow Feed the Hunger to utilize their space.
0: So if I were somebody at a church who wanted to have a packathon with my congregation, or let's say I was a school group, uh, such as a National Honor Society or someone like that, uh, trying to put together an event for students or, or something like that. And I had a location set up where I could have you come. As I understand it, you guys would be bringing the supplies and the people that are there actually get together and do the packing. Is that correct?
1: Yes. And so it would look kind of twofold. So I will say that it, it this um opportunity to pack the uh meals there it is is based so we have to purchase the ingredients and get those into those items shipped locally nationally and internationally and the way we promote that is we say um, $65 will allow you to be able to come and pack these nutritious meals for a two-hour um, time period. And that'll allow you to pack 240 meals that will feed one child preschool age internationally for an entire school year. So that is your investment. Now, when you have organizations like NHS or civic organizations like Boy Scouts or um. Uh, NCL or YMSL who can't pay or churches or individuals who can't pay. Generally, we have um, sponsorships to allow individuals to say, hey, Simmons and Fletcher is, has earmarked a certain amount of money every year to go to bless the community in various capacities. We would like to sponsor this amount of meals. I make sure that, okay, you might not have Simmons and Fletcher might not have the volunteers to be able to pack those meals. Then I partner with NHS or civic organizations to fill those spots to be able to pack those meals. Or we might have a Grace Fellowship that says, hey, we've budgeted this amount of money to pack this number of meals. And we want to invite our church members to come and pack those meals. So each meal costs about 37 cents per meal. So depending on what a church or organization's budget is, that's how we determine how many meals we pack at any given time. Wow. So it's, it's usually twofold.
0: So there's some coordination going on, it sounds like on y'all's part, to find sponsors, to pay for the the meals to be prepared, and then to find volunteers to do the preparation, to find a location. And once you coordinate those three things together, you guys buy, buy the food supplies and you bring them together and you make it all work as, as one big team, it sounds like.
1: Absolutely. And it's a lot of behind the scenes details, but what you will experience is a fun, high energy Community um, involved packathon experience for two hours to pack these meals.
0: Wow. And so, if I were to be a company out there who wanted to sponsor one of these events, I wouldn't necessarily have to go find a church to do the sponsoring. Could I just come to your website and say, We want to dedicate 20 meals or whatever? And, and uh, and you would set up the rest. Absolutely.
1: So if Simmons and Fletcher said, "Hey, either we want to host a packathon for our staff, we would coordinate an opportunity for us to come to your space or find space." Or if you say, hey, this is a great organization, we want to help with disaster relief, which Feed the Hunger partners and helps with disaster relief as well. Here is $1,000. We will create an event for either you all to come and pack or the community to come and pack those meals based on sponsorships, which is exactly what we're doing at the end of September.
0: Gotcha. And so if if somebody wants to be a volunteer for one of these organizations, but or, sorry, for one of these events, but doesn't have an organization they're with that's doing a sponsorship, is there a way for them to reach out to you guys and learn more about how they can uh, maybe tack on to one of these events that's coming up like this?
1: Absolutely. So I can be emailed personally at org, or there's an opportunity on the website to sign up as a volunteer. And that goes to our info at feed, platform. And we get those requests and keep that database of information so that when we have these opportunities, we can reach into those names and say, Okay, this is our next event. Here's an opportunity for you all to be able to serve.
0: And I saw that on the website; it indicated y'all had some warehouses. Obviously, we've talked a little bit about that, but do you also use volunteers in the warehouses as well?
1: Not yet. Powerhouse Church in Katy, Texas, has been so gracious to allow us to sublease a part of their warehouse, but it is not um, an opportunity for us to, um, pack and store. So at some point we would love to be able to use it as a, a multi-use facility and not only just storing, but actually having packathons there as well too.
0: Gotcha. I know, um, I didn't think to ask earlier, but you mentioned that, uh, with the events going on, you had lot, you could do it at different size organizations. What is the, I guess, smallest group that you guys uh, will set up these events for?
1: That's a great question. Usually we set up um, an event for 50 people is the minimum amount, which is usually two stations, which we have about 25 people at each station. So that allows us to pack about 10,000 meals in a two-hour time frame. And so that's the minimum amount that we usually I shoot for to be able to cover the expenses um, for shipping and ingredients and everything.
0: Wow. Okay. I was looking at your website. Uh, Let's talk about where all this food goes, because you guys are not just a local missions opportunity. You guys are, it looks to me like, are an opportunity for people to get involved locally, but make an impact worldwide. Tell me a little bit about all the places you send the food packing, the supplies packing, and the Bibles that y'all send out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of individuals um, won't ever be able to have the opportunity to travel with us internationally. And so when we're talking to local um, individuals or packers, we like to uh, phrase it as we're creating a mission trip in your own backyard, right? So not only do we partner with disaster relief nationally and international partners, but just before I go into all of the international partners and things that we do, want to always put an emphasis on what we do in our own backyard. So we pack partner with Katie Christian Ministries. We've um, been able to bless Eyes on Me Ministries um, before. We have partnered with. Um, hope impacts with Tina Hatcher um uh, Mesa um Ypac different uh churches that do local monthly food drive. So where the need is, we're willing to make sure we have supplies for our local partnerships as well. So a lot of people want to know, hey, how are we helping in our own backyard? But in addition to that, we also have partnerships in Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky um, is a third world kind of uh, impoverished area that has been impacted by the collapse of the coal mine industry and opioid epidemics. I lead a mission trip every there every year there.
0: Regina, tell us about the uh, various opportunities that uh, your organization has had with disaster relief uh, in the United States.
1: So, yeah, we've had the opportunity to partner with nonprofits all over the United States, depending on where. The, uh, the need is, for instance, Operation Barbecue is a great organization that goes all around the country and they cook up tons of barbecue and we've partnered with them because it's really easy to combine our beans and rice our dried um, four ingredient meal packages with their meat and have a very hearty meal. So those are a couple of examples of organizations that we come alongside and partner with, again, in the Gulf of Mexico or wherever the disaster is as far reaching as, again, the West Coast where fires have broken out. And so usually we have other organizations reach out to us via our website and we partner that way.
0: That's awesome. Awesome. So, if people want to reach out to you, obviously it sounds like uh, the, the website is an easy way to get in touch with you. Uh, you gave us your email uh, just prior. Um, is there a phone number that people can reach to call and find more information if they prefer to use the old fashioned methods of contact?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we get phone calls all the time. That is all on our website, www.feedthehunger.org, our email address for info at Feed the hunger, as well as our 800 number. They usually forward that information if it's something specific to Texas or this region directly to me. If not, someone at the headquarters within 24 hours will respond via email or phone call to meet that need. And so again, our meals are very, very convenient, whether or not we're feeding homeless individuals under overpasses or meeting the needs for disaster relief because it's simply adding boiling water. These ingredients are dehydrated, beans, vegetables, um and uh, a, a Vitamix protein that tastes like a uh, chicken flavored. We like rice roni or something that you're used to talking um yeah. tasting. And it's super easy for our, our partners locally and internationally to be able to take advantage of these foods. So again, what I was talking about internationally, we have the cultivated relationships with indigenous partners. Um, in over uh, 20 different countries, about 46 plus different partnerships. Wow. And so it is our goal at Feed the Hunger to make sure if Simmons and Fletcher. Packs in Katy, Texas, we follow those meals and make sure that where we tell you all they're going, we hold our partners accountable, accountable to make sure they update us with uh, info, with photographs of those resources absolutely being um, utilized for their original um, intent and that is what we anchor to. And then we use those meal packages as a conduit to spread the gospel because we truly believe that it's twofold, not only feeding the physical need, but using that as a segue to be able to share the love of Christ and the gospel as well.
0: You know, it's it's something i noticed in a lot of different uh, missions is, uh, is there's a key kind of takeaway there everyone should have, and that is that it's very, very hard to Get people to open up and let you feed their soul if you don't feed their stomach first, because Absolutely. hunger kind of takes control of everything, doesn't Absolutely.
1: it? Absolutely. Uh, our tagline, one of our taglines is hunger has no ears. And so, you know, I don't have Amen. any ears if my stomach is growling. And so we meet people where they are and feed the physical and then forge that partnership for lifelong blessings, physically, spiritually, educationally.
0: Tell me this, are there any sort of age or physical limitations on who can volunteer or who can be a part of any of these packing parties that you guys have? That is
1: a great question. One of the absolute best parts about Feed the Hunger and what we get the most feedback on is the fact that it is a family-friendly event. You can bring your family from ages five to 105 is very streamlined. You know exactly what you're going to do in a two hour an event. You know what the goal is going to be. You know what the impact is going to be. And I'm gracious enough as a mom of four to allow moms who call me and say, hey, I have a three and a half year old or I have Uh, A nine-month-old who will be strapped to my back. Is that okay for them to be able to come? Absolutely. Or I need to sit down. I'm wheelchair bound or I'm elderly. I can't stand for two hours. And so we have an opportunity. We make um, a space for anybody, no matter um, what age bracket. Um, they fall into. So it really becomes a great opportunity for a variety of individuals to come and serve together, which is really unique in serving.
0: Well, that is awesome, Regina. Thank you so much for coming and joining. Um, is there anything else about what Feed the Hunger does or uh, your events or anything that I haven't covered that you think is important for the listeners to hear? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I would just say take a t- take the moment to um, to check out our website at feedthehunger.org. There are several organizations that are similar to Feed the Hunger, but I will say we take pride in creating an opportunity that is very unique. In two hours, and more importantly, it is so much more than just packing the meals, making sure that those individuals who are in desperate need receive those meals. Because internationally, sometimes they can get sold on the black market or they can't get through customs. And so we take a lot of pride in making sure that what we say we're gonna use um those meals for they are they are used for that intended purposes. And a step further would just be to add that again, we're not just we're meeting the need physically, right? but we also forge relationships and want individuals to know Jesus and cultivate a relationship with Jesus if they have never done that before. So not only do we feed that physical, but we have the opportunity to feed the spiritual by distributing Bibles in native tongues and um, as well as meeting educational resources, hygiene kits, or really whatever our partner's um, are in need of. We've built water wells. We've purchased motorcycles to be able to have meals um, sent to the remote areas. We've built medical facilities. We've taught different trades and or, or come alongside our partners to sponsor funds to uh, teach different trades to different cultures. So there is so much more than a meal is one of our taglines. And I just implore any individual who wants to get involved in any capacity to look up FeedTheHunger.org, subscribe to our newsletter. It is a wealth of information to really see how we are blessing the communities locally, nationally and internationally. We cannot do this without the community. And so, Paul, to you at Simmons and Fletcher and any um any other uh, individuals who might be hearing this. It's a community effort. It is an awesome opportunity in February when we come together as a unified front in the community for one goal to pack hundreds of thousands of meals. So I and our team here that is made up of about 15 to 20 end volunteers from various churches and organizations. will be uh Reaching out to churches and organizations now to create funding and opportunity for our February Packathon, which is always the last weekend in February, February 22nd through the 24th. We'll have five different opportunities for people to come together two-hour event at Faith West, and we start now in, um, inviting individuals and getting sponsorships to meet our goal. In this region, we pack over a million meals a year and least one sixth of about all of feed the hungers meals annually so it's a big endeavor we say everything is big in texas so (laughs) we create the biggest packathon and we need but it takes the community it takes everyone leveraging their sphere of influence um, to get those uh, meals packed
0: wow that is awesome Regina, thank you for coming on here and, uh, and educating us about Feed the Hunger and, and all the things it does and how people can get involved and be a part of it. It sounds like it's an amazing organization. Um, if there's any other organizations out there that are listening that would like to be a guest on Meet Houston Missions, feel free to email me at pcanon at Simmons and Fletcher.com. You spell the and out, uh, Again, I'm Paul Cannon with Simpson Fletcher. This has been Meet Houston Missions with uh, Feed the Hungers uh, owned Regina Alexander. And uh, I thank you so much for being here, Regina.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Take care.